Act Four of The White Devil by John Webster. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One. Enter Francisco and Monticelso. Come, come, my lord, untie your folded thoughts and let them dangle loose as a bride's hair your sister's poisoned far be it from my thoughts to seek revenge what are you turned all marble shall i defy him and impose a war most burthensome on my poor subjects necks which at my will i have not power to end you know for all the murders rapes and thefts committed in the horrid lust of war he that unjustly caused it first proceed shall find it in his grave and in his seed that's not the course i'd wish you pray observe me we see that undermining more prevails than doth the cannon bear your wrongs concealed and patient as the tortoise let this camel stalk o'er your back unbruised sleep with the lion and let this brood of secure foolish mice play with your nostrils till the time be ripe for the bloody audit and the fatal gripe aim like a cunning fowler close one eye that you the better may your game espy free me my innocence from treacherous acts i know there's thunder yonder and i'll stand like a safe valley which low bends the knee to some aspiring mountain since i know treason like spiders weaving nets for flies by her foul work is found and in it dies to pass away these thoughts my honoured lord it is reported you possess a book wherein you have quoted by intelligence the names of all notorious offenders lurking about the city sir i do and some there are which call it my black book well may the title hold for though it teach not the art of conjuring yet in it lurk the names of many devils pray let's see it i'll fetch it to your lordship exit monticelso i will not trust thee but in all my plots i'll rest as jealous as a town besieged thou canst not reach what i intend to act your flax soon kindles soon is out again but gold slow heats and long will hot remain enter monticelso with the book tis here my lord first your intelligencers pray let's see their number rises strangely and some of them you'd take for honest men next are panders these are your pirates and these following leaves for base rogues that undo young gentlemen by taking up commodities for politic bankrupts for fellows that are bawds to their own wives only to put off horses and slight jewels clocks defaced plate and such commodities at birth of their first children are there such these are for impudent bawds that go in men's apparel for usurers that share with scriveners for their good reportage for lawyers that will antedate their writs and some divines you might find folded there 
but that I slipped them o'er for conscience' sake. Here is a general catalogue of knaves. A man might study all the prisons o'er, yet never attain this knowledge. Murderers! Fold down the leaf, I pray. Good my lord, let me borrow this strange doctrine. Pray used, my lord. I do assure your lordship you are a worthy member of the state and have done infinite good in your discovery of these offenders somewhat sir o oh, god better than tribute of wolves paid in england twill hang their skins on the hedge i must make bold to leave your lordship dearly sir i thank you if any ask for me at court report you have left me in the company of knaves Exit, Monticelso. I gather now by this some cunning fellow that's my lord's officer, and that lately skipped from a clerk's desk up to a justice chair, hath made this knavish summons, and intends, as the Irish rebels won't were to sell heads, so to make prize of these. And thus it happens, your poor rogues pay for it, which have not the means to present bribe in fist, the rest of the band are raised out of the knave's record or else my lord he winks at them with easy will his man grows rich the knaves are the knaves still but to the use i'll make of it it shall serve to point me out a list of murderers agents for my villainy did i want ten leash of courtesans it would furnish me nay laundress three armies that in so little paper should lie the undoing of so many men tis not so big as twenty declarations see the corrupted use some make of books divinity wrested by some factious blood draws swords swells battles and o'erthrows all good to fashion my revenge more seriously let me remember my dear sister's face call for her picture now I'll close mine eyes, and, in a melancholic thought, I'll frame her figure for me. Enter Isabella's ghost. Now I have it. How strong imagination works, how she can frame things which are not. Methinks she stands afore me, and by the quick idea of my mind, were my skill pregnant, I could draw her picture thought as a subtle juggler makes us deem things supernatural which have cause common as sickness tis my melancholy how camest thou by thy death how idle am i to question mine own idleness did ever man dream awake till now remove this object out of my brain with it what have i to do with tombs or deathbeds funerals or tears that have to meditate upon revenge exit ghost so now tis ended like an old wife's story statesmen think often they see stranger sights than madmen come to this weighty business my tragedy must have some idle mirth in it else it will never pass i am in love in love with corombona and my suit thus halts to her in verse he writes i have done it rarely 
oh the fate of princes i am so used to frequent flattery that being alone i now flatter myself but it will serve tis sealed enter servant bear this to the house of convertites and watch your leisure to give it to the hands of corombona or to the matron when some followers of bracciano may be by away exit servant he that deals all by strength his wit is shallow when a man's head goes through each limb will follow the engine for my business bold count lodowick tis gold must such an instrument procure with empty fist no man doth falcon's lure bracciano i am now fit for thy encounter like the wild irish i'll ne'er think thee dead till i can play at football with thy head flectera sinequeo superos acarunta muebo exit scene two enter the matron and flaminio should it be known the duke hath such recourse to your imprisoned sister i were like to incur much damage by it not a scruple the pope lies on his deathbed, and their heads are troubled now with other business than guarding of a lady. Enter servant. Yonder's Flamineo in conference with the matrona. Let me speak with you. I would entreat you to deliver for me this letter to the fair Vittoria. I shall, sir. Enter Bracciano. With all care and secrecy. Hereafter you shall know me, and receive thanks for this courtesy. Exit. How now? What's that? A letter. To my sister. I'll see it delivered. What's that you read, Flaminio? Look. Ha! Huh. To the most unfortunate, his best respected Vittoria. Who is the messenger? I know not. No! Who, who sent it? Odds foot, you speak as if a man should know what fowl is coffined in a baked meat afore you cut it up. I'll open it word her heart. What's here subscribed? Florence! This juggling is gross and palpable. I have found out the conveyance. Read it! Read it! Reads the letter. Your tears I'll turn to triumphs be but mine. Your prop is fallen. I pity that a vine which princes heretofore have longed to gather, wanting supporters now should fade and wither. <laughs> Wine, if faith, my lord, with lees would serve his turn. Your sad imprisonment I'll soon uncharm, and with a princely uncontrolled arm lead you to Florence, where my love and care shall hang your wishes in my silver hair. A halter on his strange equivocation. Nor for my years return me the sad willow, who prefer blossoms before fruit that's mellow. Rotten on my knowledge, with lying too long in the bedstraw. And all the lines of age this line convinces the gods never wax old no more do princes <laughs> a pox on it tear it let's have no more atheists for god's sake god's death i'll crush her into atomies and let the irregular north wind sweep her up and blow her into his nostrils where's this whore what what do you call her oh i could be mad prevent the cursed disease she'll bring me to and tear my hair off Where's this changeable stuff? Oh, head and ears and water, I assure you. She is not for your wearing. In, you pander! What? Me, my lord? Am I your dog? A bloodhound! 
Do you brave? Do you stand me? Stand you? Let those that have diseases run. I need no plasters. Would you be kicked? Would you have your neck broke? I tell you, Duke, I am not in Russia. My shins must be kept whole. Do you know me? Oh, my lord, methodically. As in this world there are degrees of evils, so in this world there are degrees of devils. You're a great duke, I your poor secretary. I do look now for a Spanish fig or an Italian salad daily. Pander, ply your convoy and leave your prating. All your kindness to me is like that miserable courtesy of Polyphemus to Ulysses. You reserve me to be devoured last. You would dig turfs out of my grave to feed your larks. That would be music to you. Come, I'll lead you to her. Do you face me? Oh, sir, I would not go before a politic enemy with my back towards him, though there were behind me a whirlpool. Enter Vittoria to Bracciano and Flaminio. Can you read, mistress? Look upon that letter. There are no characters, no hieroglyphics. You need no comment. I am grown your receiver. God's precious, you shall be a brave great lady. A stately and advanced whore. Say, sir. Come, come, let's see your cabinet, discover your treasury of love letters. Death and furies, I'll see them all. Sir, upon my soul, I have not any. Whence was this directed? Confusion on your politic ignorance. You are reclaimed, are you? I'll give you the bells and let you fly to the devil. Where, Hawk, my lord? Florence. This is some treacherous plot, my lord. To me he ne'er was lovely, I protest, so much as in my sleep. Ah, right, there are plots. Your beauty, oh, ten thousand curses, aunt! How long have I beheld the devil in crystal? Thou hast led me like an heathen sacrifice with music and with fatal yokes of flowers to my eternal ruin. Woman to man is either a god or a wolf. My lord! Away! will be as differing as two adamants. The one shall shun the other. What? Dost weep? Procure but ten of thy dissembling trade, you'd furnish all the Irish funerals with howling past wild Irish. Fie, my lord. That hand, that cursed hand, which I have wearied with doting kisses. Oh, my sweetest duchess, how lovely art thou now! My loose thoughts scatter like quicksilver. I was bewitched, for all the world speaks ill of thee. No matter. I'll live so now. I'll make that world recant and change her speeches. You did name your duchess. Whose death God pardon. Whose death God revenge on thee, most godless duke. Now for two whirlwinds. What have I gained by thee but infamy? Thou hast stained the spotless honour of my house, and frighted thence noble society, like those which sick the palsy, and retain ill-scenting foxes bout them, are still shunned by those of choicer nostrils. What do you call this house? Is this your palace? Did not the judge style it a house of penitent whores? Who sent me to it, to this incontinent college? Is not you? Is not your high preferment? Go, go, brag how many ladies you have undone like me. Fare you well, sir, let me hear no more of you. I had a limb corrupted to an ulcer, but I have cut it off, and now I'll go weeping to heaven on crutches. 
For your gifts I will return them all, and I do wish that I could make you full executor to all my sins. Oh, that I could toss myself into a grave as quickly! For all thou art worth I'll not shed one tear more, I'll burst first. She throws herself upon a bed. I, I have drunk Lethe, Vittoria, my, my dearest happiness, Vittoria. Why do you ail, my love? Why do you weep? Yes, I now weep poniards. Do you see? Are not those matchless eyes mine? I had rather they were not matches. Is not this lip mine? Yes, thus to bite it off rather than give it thee. Turn to my lord, good sister. Hence you pander. Pander? Am I the author of your sin? Yes, he's a base thief that a thief lets in. We're blown up, my lord. Wilt thou hear me once to be jealous of thee is to express that I will love thee everlastingly, and never more be jealous? O thou fool, whose greatness hath by much o'ergrown thy wit! What darest thou do that I not dare to suffer, excepting to be still thy whore? For that in the sea's bottom sooner thou shalt make a bonfire. O oh, no oaths, for God's sake! Will you hear me? Never. What a damned imposthume is a woman's will! Can nothing break it? Aside. Fie, fie, my lord! Women are caught as you take tortoises. She must be turned on her back. Sister, by this hand I am on your side. Come, come, you've wronged her. What a strange, credulous man were you, my lord, to think the Duke of Florence would love her. Will any mercer take another's ware when once tis toused and sullied? And yet, sister, how scurvily this forwardness becomes you! Young leverets stand not long, and women's anger should, like their flight, procure a little sport, a full cry for a quarter of an hour, and then be put to the dead quat. Shall these eyes, which have so long time dwelt upon your face, be now put out? No cruel landlady in the world which lends forth groats to broom men and takes use for them would do it. Hand her, my lord, and kiss her. Be not like a ferret to let go your hold with blowing. Let us renew right hands. Hence! Never shall rage or the forgetful wine make me commit like fault. Now you are the way to it. Follow it hard. Be thou at peace with me. Let all the world threaten the cannon. Mark his penitence. Best natures do commit the grossest faults when they are given o'er to jealousy, as best wine, dying, makes strongest vinegar. I'll tell you, the sea's more rough and raging than calm rivers, but not so sweet nor wholesome. A quiet woman is a still water under a great bridge. A man may shoot her safely. O oh, ye dissembling men! We sucked that, sister, from women's breasts in our first infancy. To add misery to misery. Sweetest! Am I not low enough? Ay, ay, your good heart gathers like a snowball, now your affection's cold. Odds foot it shall melt to a heart again, or all the wine in Rome shall run o' the lees for it. Your dog or hawk should be rewarded better than I have been. I'll speak not one word more. Stop her mouth with a sweet kiss, my lord. So, now the tide's turned, the vessels come about. He's a sweet armful. Oh, we curl-haired men are still most kind to women. This is well. That you should chide thus. Oh, sir, 
Your little chimneys do ever cast most smoke. I sweat for you. Couple together, with as deep a silence as did the Grecians in their wooden horse. My lord, supply your promises with deeds. You know that painted meat no hunger feeds. Stay, ungrateful Rome. Rome, it deserves to be called Barbary for our villainous usage. Soft, the same project which the Duke of Florence, whether in love or gallery I know not, laid down for her escape, will I pursue. And no time fitter than this night, my lord. The Pope being dead, and all the cardinals entered the conclave for the electing a new Pope, the city, in a great confusion, we may attire her in a page's suit, lay her post-horse, take shipping, and a main for Padua. I'll instantly steal forth the Prince Giovanni, and make for Padua. You two, with your old mother and young Marcello that attends on Florence, if you can work him to it, follow me. I will advance you all. For you, Vittoria, think of a duchess title. Lo, you sister. Stay, my lord. I'll tell you a tale. The crocodile, which lives in the river Nilus, hath a worm breeds in the teeth of it, which puts it to extreme anguish. A little bird, no bigger than a wren, is barber-surgeon to this crocodile, flies into the jaws of it, picks out the worm, and brings present remedy. The fish, glad of ease, but ungrateful to her that did it, that the bird may not talk largely of her abroad for none payment, closeth her chaps, intending to swallow her, and so put her to perpetual silence. But nature, loathing such ingratitude, hath armed this bird with a quill or prick on the head, top of the which wounds the crocodile in the mouth, forceth her open her bloody prison, and away flies the pretty toothpicker from her cruel patient. Your application is, I have not rewarded the service you have done me. <sighs> no, my lord. You, sister, are the crocodile. You are blemished in your fame. My lord cures it. And though the comparison hold not in every particle, yet observe, remember what good the bird with the prick in the head hath done you, and scorn ingratitude. It may appear to some ridiculous thus to talk knave and madman, and sometimes come in with a dried sentence stuffed with sage, but this allows my varying of shapes. Knaves do grow great by being great men's apes. Scene three. Enter Francisco, Lodovico, Gasparo, and six ambassadors. So, my lord, I commend your diligence. Guard well the conclave, and as the order is, let none have conference with the cardinals. I shall, my lord. Room for the ambassadors. They are wondrous brave to-day. Why do they wear these several habits? Oh, sir, they're knights of several orders. That lord in the black cloak with the silver cross is knight of Rhodes, the next knight of St. Michael, that of the Golden Fleece, the Frenchman there, knight of the Holy Ghost, my lord of Savoy, knight of the Annunciation, the Englishman is knight of the Honoured Garter, dedicated unto their saint, St. George, 
i could describe to you their several institutions with the laws annexed to their orders but that time permits not such discovery where's count lodowick here my lord tis on the point of dinner-time marshal the cardinal's service sir i shall enter servants with several dishes covered stand let me search your dish who's this for for my lord cardinal montecelso who's this for my lord cardinal of bourbon why doth he search the dishes to observe what meat is dressed no sir but to prevent lest any letters should be conveyed in to bribe or to solicit the advancement of any cardinal when fast they enter tis lawful for the ambassadors of princes to enter with them and to make their suit for any man their prince affecteth best but after till a general election no man may speak with them you that attend on the lord cardinals open the window and receive their viands cardinal within you must return the service the lord cardinals are busied about electing of the pope they have given o'er scrutiny and are fallen to admiration away away i'll lay a thousand ducats you hear news of a pope presently hark sure he's elected behold my lord of aragon appears on the church battlements a cardinal on the terrace denuntio vobis gaudium magnum reverendissimus cardinalis lorenzo de monticelso electus est in sedem apostolicam et elegit sibi nomen paulum quartum vittoria my lord well what of her is fled the city ha with her duke brasciano fled where's the prince giovanni gone with his father let the matrona of the convertites be apprehended fled oh damnable how fortunate are my wishes why twas this i only laboured i did send the letter to instruct him what to do thy fame fond duke i first have poisoned directed thee the way to marry a whore what can be worse this follows the hand must act to drown the passionate tongue i scorn to wear a sword and prate of wrong enter monticelso in state concedimus vobis apostolicum benedictinum et remissionum peccatorum my lord reports vittoria corombona is stolen from forth the house of convertites by bracciano and there fled the city now though this be the first day of our seat we cannot better please the divine power than to sequester from the holy church these cursed persons make it therefore known we do denounce excommunication against them both all that are theirs in rome we likewise banish set on exeunt albert francisco and lodovico come dear lodovico you have taken the sacrament to prosecute the intended murder with all constancy but sir i wonder you'll engage yourself in person being a great prince divert me not most of his court are of my faction and some are of my counsel noble friend our danger shall be like in this design give leave part of the glory may be mine exit francisco enter montecelso 
why did the duke of florence with such care labour your pardon say <laughs> italian beggars will resolve you that who begging of arms bid those they beg of do good for their own sakes what may be he spreads his bounty with a sowing hand like kings who many times give out of measure not for desert so much as for their pleasure i know your cunning come what devil was that that you were raising devil my lord i ask you how doth the duke employ you that his bonnet fell with such compliment unto his knee when he departed from you oh, why my lord he told me of a resty barbary horse which he would fain have brought to the career the salt and the ring galliard now my lord i have a rare french rider <laughs> take your heed lest the jade break your neck do you put me off with your wild horse tricks sirrah you do lie oh thou'rt a foul black cloud and thou dost threat a violent storm storms are in the air my lord i am too low to storm wretched creature i know that thou art fashioned for all ill like dogs that once get blood they'll ever kill about some murder wast not i'll not tell you and yet i care not greatly if i do marry with this preparation holy father i come not to you as an intelligencer but as a penitent sinner what i utter is in confession merely which you know must never be revealed you have overtaken me sir i did love bracciano's duchess dearly or rather i pursued her with hot lust though she ne'er knew on't she was poisoned upon my soul she was for which i have sworn to avenge her murder to the duke of florence to him i have miserable creature if thou persist in this tis damnable dost thou imagine thou canst slide on blood and not be tainted with a shameful fall or like the black and melancholic yew-tree dost think to root thyself in dead men's graves and yet to prosper instruction to thee comes like sweet showers to all hardened ground they wet but pierce not deep and so i leave thee with all the furies hanging about thy neck till by thy penitence thou removes this evil in conjuring from thy breast that cruel devil exit i'll give it all he says tis damnable besides i did expect his suffrage by reason of camillo's death enter servant and francisco do you know that count yes my lord bear him these thousand ducats to his lodging tell him the pope hath sent them happily that will confirm more than all the rest exit sir to me sir his holiness hath sent you a thousand crowns and wills you if you travel to make him your patron for intelligence 
his creature ever to be commanded why now tis come about he railed upon me and yet these crowns were told out and laid ready before he knew my voyage oh the art the modest form of greatness that do sit like brides at wedding dinners with their looks turned from the least wanton jests their puling stomach sick from the modesty when their thoughts are loose even acting of those hot and lustful sports are to ensue about midnight such his cunning he sounds my depth thus with a golden plummet i am doubly armed now now to the act of blood there's but three furies found in spacious hell but in a great man's breast three thousand dwell exit end of act four <laughs>